Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. Again, my name is Jeffrey Davis. And, uh, you know, I had a consultant who worked for me and worked with me side by side for 15 years. And uh, he always said, it's always about the people, always about the people. Yep. Uh, and uh, with that in mind, we're going to introduce you to Carol Ross, Carolyn Ross, excuse me, founder of Ross Insight Solutions. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, let's start with the description. What is Ross Insight Solutions? So Ross Insight Solutions is a human resources consulting practice. I I work with small and medium-sized businesses to help them, uh, I call it transform their business through their people, but handle all of their human resources needs. Um, and that's everything from hiring to onboarding, training, development, um, culture and engagement, employee retention, which has become a pretty hot issue the last several years, um, performance management, you know, all aspects of managing the employees of their business. Uh, how long have you been doing this? Well, so I've owned my own practice uh, actually only a little over a year. I launched it last January, had started taking clients the previous fall, but I've been in human resources for 26 years now. Um, well, as we used to say in Rocky and Bullwinkle, I'm going to put you in the way back machine because you have an interesting route to human resources through the law, which I find very helpful. Uh, we just finished an interview with an attorney. So why don't you go back and tell us your path to uh, where you currently are. Sure. Um, so yeah, as you said, I, I found my way to HR after being, well, I call myself I'm a, a recovering attorney. Uh, I practiced law for about eight or nine years. I went through law school, obviously, and practiced law in a small family, a small um, local practice. There were about five or six lawyers, and we did a variety of things. And after several years, I realized that um, I knew people who really loved their work and I was finding it kind of routine. I wanted something more dynamic and and uh, where I could learn and grow more. And so I found my way into HR and that was 26 years ago this, uh, this month, January. And um, yeah, I find I still, I also owned a mediation business. I did about 50% of my practice was family law. And so I founded actually one of the first mediation businesses in the Northeast. Most people hadn't even heard of it yet back then. And so, um, yeah, I kind of bring all these different pieces to the table. I have a degree in psychology and business. I have the law background and I have the mediation experience, which all comes together in HR very nicely. And I do a lot of legal and compliance advising with my clients. A lot of the work I do, um, particularly with smaller businesses, is you know HR po policies, handbooks, um, legal compliance, those pieces. So the law background really does come in handy. But then, of course, all of the value-added things that matter for employee well-being and, and engagement as well. Well, I, I find that all very interesting. And speaking as a person who was a specialist in many fields, so I was able to become a generalist, a little bit similar to you and different from you. I can really appreciate, you know, the various backgrounds and expertise that you can draw upon to help organizations grow. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about 
what you're seeing in the marketplace today? Sure. As I said, there's a big focus on retention and engagement. Um, I think a lot of businesses have seen a lot of turnover, um, but I had a statistic recently I was looking at that said that between the ages of 25 and 34, the average tenure in a job is only 2.8 years. Um, so I've been talking nice. to my clients. Yeah, yeah. I've been talking to clients about the fact, you know, 10 or 20 years ago, managers, uh, employers didn't have to offer a whole lot to employees to keep them. People would stay 20, 30, 40 years, maybe longer. Um, you know, they they just wanted a good paycheck and a couple of weeks of vacation a year and, um, you know, a, a steady job that they knew they could count on. And over time, there have been shifts on both sides in terms of that loyalty. And now employees expect a lot more. They want development. They want um, flexibility. You know, hybrid and remote work is a hot topic right now. How do we manage people virtually and still engage them really well in, in the work and in the company culture? Um, and retention in terms of, you know, how do we maximize the, the longevity of having those employees stay so that they're not leaving as soon as we get them fully trained um, and thinking that the grass is greener somewhere else? Well, I agree with you. And uh, there has been a trend. I know it was a little bit different for me, just to give you an example, because I thought I was going to run a, my family business. So my I left. And I was on a path for a few years of what I would call a training program a year <laughs> with different yep. organizations. But, you know, you see it a lot with, you're right, with that age group, people are, it takes a lot more to retain them and attract them and keep them. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing I see a lot with smaller companies, particularly ones that are, are growing quickly, I spoke to a company yesterday, they went from five employees to suddenly having 60 when they opened a much bigger, different uh, expansion of their business. Um, that their HR processes and their culture hasn't kept pace. And so they're, they're looking to take a step back and say, okay, what are those pieces we need to put in place, those building blocks of you know core HR processes and people practices that we haven't really kept up with up until now. Do you deal with a lot of HR managers or do you deal mostly with entrepreneurs? It's mostly entrepreneurs. It's usually the owners, um, general managers, executive directors of nonprofits. It really depends on the organization. Um, I'm also available to do, and I'm not doing any right now, but fractional interim HR leadership work. So in a larger company, I might be dealing with the HR leader or filling in for a leader who's out or they're looking to replace that person. Um, in a couple of cases, I have been brought in by HR leadership to help augment their team because they don't have enough folks to maybe do a project or I do a lot of training. I have about a dozen management training programs that I do for different organizations. Do you also get involved with HR compliance? I do. Yep. And employee relations issues. If they have an investigation that needs to be done or they're needing to do corrective action, disciplinary action with um, somebody, then um, yeah, I do get involved in those situations as well. So do you keep up your... Uh... Legal requirements? 
You know, it's interesting. In Massachusetts, you actually don't have to do anything to stay a lawyer um, other than pay your dues to the bar. Um, there's no continuing education requirements. I, I certainly would meet them, but um, honestly, uh, I've been in retired status with the bar for about 20 years now. And um, so all that means is I can't practice law. I can't represent someone in a court essentially. Right, right. Um, but I can still advise and I do keep current, particularly on the employment law changes. And I advise my client on changes, what my clients on things need to be updated or, or whatever. Uh, we've been speaking with Carolyn Ross, founder of Ross Insight Solutions. Carolyn, are there some glaring common errors that you find small business entrepreneurs are doing repeatedly? Um, I think one of the biggest ones is thinking they don't need HR. <laughs> um, and I've seen companies as big as 100, 150 employees and they don't have a handbook or they have one that their payroll company did for them uh, sometimes 10 years ago and it hasn't been updated. Unfortunately, a lot of the large payroll companies tell their, their clients, their customers, that they can also be their HR person. Uh, they do. And there is a... And they don't do a good job of it. And some of those handbooks are woefully inadequate. Um, so I think it's important for a business, even if they only have a handful of employees, to have somebody they call on that can give them at least some basic HR compliance information. Um, and I think often they don't realize that. I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because uh, I was in a situation a few months ago with a large group of people where an HR where a payroll company was making some HR recommendations. Uh, and I know for a fact they were not in legal compliance, what they were recommending. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a problem because, you know, organizations are looking for additional revenue sources and you got to be careful with what you do. And so I think it is important. Right. Uh, and, you do. And I like your background. Thank you. Yeah, and businesses don't know what they don't know. So they sometimes trust those folks thinking they're getting good advice and good information and materials. And it's not always the case. So yeah, I I enjoy helping resolve those issues when I get the opportunity. Right. Uh, Carolyn, if somebody listening, not listening, wants to find you and Ross Insight Solutions, how would they do that? Yep. Well, they can go to my website, rossinsightsolutions.com. They can also find me, Carolyn Ross, on LinkedIn, uh, or they can email me at carolyn at rossinsightsolutions.com. That's wonderful. And, you know, keep up the good work. I think it's important. And remind everybody, this is Radio Entrepreneurs.